the pl- plot twist here is that uh, people think that usually you know from that kind of behavior that I just described, right? Right. I might come from a, a, an actually like a broken home and stuff like that. Okay. But in actual fact, uh, I was actually raised very well. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Chris Hansen Conversation. Uh, in my studio today, I have someone really special because as I mentioned, I've been mentioning this over the last one or two episodes and uh, I have a few series lined up actually. And this is one of those series. Remember, I've got one called Euphora, that's for the UFO series. UFOs, uh, UFO Reveal Asia, then I've also got one for I Love My Job. This is the next one. This one is called Shine a light you can see um you can see the series uh title uh in short right now it says shine a light and this is for people that i believe can shine a light in all of our lives because they're doing things that's so special they've also come from backgrounds that um for lack of a better term rather questionable in the past but made good and done great and still doing great. And I think these people can inspire everyone who watches this episode. And with me today, a special person to shine a light for all of us, I have with me, Andin Kadir. Welcome to the studio, Andin. Thank you, bro. Thank you for having me. No, not at all, man. Pleasure's mine. Thank you for being here. Um, There's a reason why you're here. You're here to shine a light for everyone. Honest to God, I really didn't do that much research because I want to really hear it all today on camera okay can you please tell me who andin kadir is in your own words wow, take your time wow. okay uh my name is andin kadir i am uh turning 38 years old this year so uh my background is that uh i'm an ex-offender mm-hmm. uh I served time uh, when I was uh, 15 to 20 years old. Holy shit, so young. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So 15 in a juvenile home and then when, uh, when I turned 16, I was sent to uh, maximum security uh, from 16 to 20. Wow. I served my uh, prison time. Lah, prison time in maximum security. Yeah. What yeah. did you do, man? Don't mind me asking. Uh, gang-related activities. So I was charged uh, twice. Uh, with voluntarily causing uh, grievous hurt with weapon. So, uh, yeah, the first one I was sent to juvenile uh, uh, center, Singapore mm-hmm. Boys Home. Mm-hmm. And then uh, upon uh, my first home leave uh, when I was uh, in Boys Home. Right. So I absconded, means I ran away. Okay. Did, did not return uh, as, as, as instructed, right? Okay. And then the next day I went to commit another... Uh, similar offense, basically. How long ago was this? Was some some time ago actually? That was, yeah, be, I'm 38. You're 38 now, yeah. Well, you were 15, 16. Okay, yeah. it was a long time ago. Yeah. Don't I, I? I need to know. Grievous hurt with a weapon. Can you tell everyone what exactly happened? Uh, the first one was uh both both are uh gang related. So uh, it was a gang fight. It's like a yeah yeah you can call that what more of like uh, gang induced okay? okay because because uh, you know the first one uh, we stabbed uh, a gang rival okay and the second one was a slashing case okay it's more like and uh, it's not a gang fight uh, we we premeditated that 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 action 
whereby uh, we knew the location of uh, the people that we were going to hurt. Right. So we planned and then uh, we came down. It's more like it's more like an attack, lah, basically. So you, yeah, okay, premeditated. Yeah. So yeah. you attacked the guy and both of these guys yeah. were... Uh, one was hospitalized. I mean, like like the first case, uh, he was hospitalized. Mm-hmm. He was he was he was okay, mm-hmm. uh, thankfully. And then the second one was hospitalized as well, but uh, he lost the the function of his arm, okay, uh, of his hands, okay. Yeah, uh, from that attack, lah, basically. Yeah. Looking back right now, 38 years old. Looking back now, 15, yeah. 16 years old, committed all those. Yeah. In the past, I know. How do you feel about that today? It could have been worse right, mm-hmm. for 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 both parties, right? For mm-hmm. him or for me, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But to honestly, honestly, until today, I I I cannot say that I regretted my actions. Okay, really, I have to be honest. Okay, please do, yeah, please be. Yeah, because it's a gang-related thing, and and it's not like he's an innocent bystander, or you know, he's 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 innocent that you know I went there to actually rob him or anything like that. Right, but right. It's either either one day he'll get me, or I have to get him first. That 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 sort so of that situation. was how it was like then. Yeah, yeah. So we how about the second guy? The second guy that was premeditated. I mean, you don't regret that one either. Uh no, because uh, he was in the gang as well. So we oh, oh he was also involved in the yeah, gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we know we knew what we were getting into, though, right? And yeah. you were, were you prepared for the consequences at that time, knowing uh, that? Chances are pretty high, you know. In Singapore, chances are pretty high you get caught. Right? Yeah, I, I were you aware of that? Were you aware that chances are high that you be caught? I was very much aware because I was already on the run when I committed that that offense, right? Right. Remember? So right. I ran away, I absconded and stuff. And still, you still went ahead with that, huh? mm, despite yeah. the fact that you were we went on a run. You became a fugitive, and yeah. then wow. Yeah. So at that point in time, the only the only goal back then, right? What's uh, to 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 do as much damage as possible, uh, basically. Mm. Right? You already have a bad rap mm-hmm. or a good rap, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how, like from whichever perspective you're looking at, sure, right? Sure. Uh, so might as well add on to to that at the point. In how time. about your background? What's your background like? Uh, I was adopted mm-hmm. actually uh, when I was two. Okay. Right. Uh, but now the the twist, the pol- plot twist here is that uh, people think that. Usually, you know, from that kind of behavior that I just described, right? Right. I might come from a, a, an actually like a broken home and stuff like that. Okay. But in actual fact, uh, I was actually raised very well. Wow. You know? Yeah, I have I have everything that I needed. Uh, in fact, I was like the 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 spoiled child of, uh-huh. of, of the of the family because they put me first. Right. Uh, it, uh, Put me first before their kids, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Before their natural kids. Yeah, yeah. So, I have to ask you this, man, because this is the first time I've spoken to ex-offenders before mm. on my previous shows. Yeah, yeah. And you're the first that actually point blank telling me that it's, I didn't come from a broken home. Mm. So what? What the? What? What actually caused you <coughs> to get into this? Uh, you know, the situation and under the circumstances you were under. Okay, uh, it took me a while uh-huh. to actually uh, troubleshoot lah where I went wrong. Right? <laughs> okay, but 
after now that I'm a little bit older, mm-hmm. I have kid, mm-hmm. I have a, a, a daughter of my own, mm-hmm. you know, and I I actually work with a lot of youths and stuff like that. Yes. And I also study a little bit about uh, human behavior and stuff like that through experience, right? Sure, sure. Uh, because I'm also a coach. Right. So actually, it stemmed uh, from me wanting validation, right? Because okay, uh, the fact of the matter is mm. that uh, remember that I told you that my adopted parents already have kids, right? Yes, yes. They are way way older than me. Okay. So uh, I'm number nine. Oh wow! Right, that's they, huge. Okay. Man. You big have big family. Yeah. So they already have seven kids of their own. Right. Well, they have another adopted son. Right. And then they decided to actually adopt me. Okay. Right. And the Age gap between me and number nine mm-hmm. is about number six, eight. You mean you're number, number eight? Nine. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Number eight is mm-hmm. about sixteen years. Wow, we yeah, huge gap. Yep, yep. Wow. Yeah. So when I was adopted, I was a baby, right? Right. And growing up, uh, I was the most adult lah because they are still, you know, they are still uh in their teenage years, mm-hmm. and then they they are still uh actually like. Single, don't have uh, families and stuff like that. Okay, you know, until they all of them uh, got married, mm-hmm. have kids of their own, moved away, mm-hmm. and then I feel abandoned, ah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And and also, uh, you know, they they always have this perception. They will always have this perception of me as being the baby of the family. Yeah. Right. Okay. So even though I'm 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 already grown up. You know, wanting to to explore and do things on my own and right. stuff like that. So right. they 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 overprotected me actually. Okay, so the yeah. overprotectiveness. Yeah. You you're thinking. Yeah. Got you into that life. Yeah. Yeah. So it really was for validation, as far as you're concerned, as far as you've deciphered. Yeah, something to prove that you know I'm not a baby. Mm. You know I'm not. Uh, I'm not like. I don't need that much protection anymore and stuff like that, lah. Okay. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's where I decided to actually like join gangs, you know, join a gang, and then uh, you know, do stuff mm-hmm. that that you know, my family would not think that I am capable of doing. Okay. Yeah, but at home I'm not. You know, I w- like I say, I was raised well, so I, I at home it's not they they didn't suspect anything initially. Wow! Because I'm at home, I behave like how I'm supposed to 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 behave, lah. You yeah. know, I I still have respect for my elders, still do do my duties as you know uh, a son and 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 whatever. But whatever you did, the yeah. outside nobody knew. Yeah, until I got caught, and they can't believe it. They couldn't believe it. Oh yeah. my! Yeah. Oh my! Yeah. I need to have a word with my son. <laughs> He's a good kid. You know, just make sure that everything's good, man. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I think at that point in time, you know, like uh, you work with you. So, have you encountered anyone who just like you needed validation, but at home they they're like you know good kids, and then we, and then outside they're doing something that's at risk. I have not. I have not. You have not. Uh, huh? Yeah, yeah. Because like most of the 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 peop- the kids that I work with are usually from. Uh, Broken families are for, right. for the lack of so that work. that is really the prevalent cause mm. usually yeah right yeah. okay but in my case like mm. yeah it can actually happen even if you have a solid background you know solid uh, family foundation and right. stuff like that yeah so when you went into prison um, 
what was it like for you? Was it really something that made you turn around? Did Not, prison turn you around? Some no, people? actually, prison made me worse. Holy shit balls! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was the destination that I wanted to achieve. Actually, yeah, that was the goal. Your goal was to go to prison to get worse. Yeah, when I was, uh, when I was in my teenage years, right? Do, did you do drugs at that time? No. No, no. You were completely lucid when it came to you know thinking this mindset. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So basically, you know. Holy crap! If I man. want to do something, you know, from young, uh. I would want to go all the way and then not do a a, a, a half, half fuck job. Yeah. Okay. A, a, I'm a saying, I'm saying, just say it, man. Half yeah. fuck job. Man. Yeah. So, but but this was a this was a direction. Mm. That it's okay to not even do the job, or let alone a half fuck job, you know. Yeah, yeah. Now, but now it was an ambition for it. you to go to prison. Yeah, and and okay, when you were there, did you achieve that ambition in your mind? I was like almost there, almost there. Okay, right. So, okay. Uh, you know, like like at at sixteen, you know, you 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 go into maximum security, right? You go into into an adult prison. And then you get to see all these uh, names, right? Yeah. That you only heard of when right. you were like, you know, legends, legends. in that world. Yeah, in yeah, that yeah. World. yeah. And then okay. now you are like in the company of them, mm. you know. So you absorb as much as you possibly can, you know. Right. Mm. And then when you are released, you know, you go even bigger. That's all the dude. You're talking as if you just got to university, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 something like it's like it's like a. a, a Upgrade, right? Oh man, yeah, yeah. Wow, an upgrade. Yeah. So you were there for six years, five, one year in juvenile, or one, rather, about one, almost two years in juvenile. Uh. Two, almost two in juvenile, yeah. and the rest of the balance what four, five years in in, about, in maximum security. Yeah, about three years. Oh, three years about in maximum security. Yes. Then you were released. Yeah. And what happened then? And then I went on a rampage, basically. You, you know. still went on a rampage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know, I put all my contacts uh, and my experience to use, lah. Okay. Basically, right now that I have a bit more experience and probably a name for myself, right? Okay. And uh, yeah, like weekly fights, you know. Uh, now I start to dabble in uh, trafficking, you know, selling drugs. Uh, making a bit of money. Now it's my time to make a bit of money, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I basically did, lah. Uh huh. And yeah. then, and then what happened? So what put it to a stop was ah okay. We're coming to the transitioning transformation story. Mm. Was that the uh the CID or the Secret Society branch? Yeah. Uh, did a sweep on. Uh, my group of friends, lah. Right. Basically, and then uh, most of them uh, got detained uh-huh. under the uh, uh, CLD law, or better known as uh, five five, lah. Oh, fifty five. Okay. Yeah, section fifty five. Fifty five. Yeah. Okay. Can you just, for the benefit of our listeners and viewers, especially yeah. those who are from the rest other parts of the world outside of Singapore, what mm. section fifty five really means? Okay. So section fifty five is that the the government can actually, uh, the authorities can actually uh, detain you mm-hmm. for an indefinite Definite. period of time. Okay. Okay. Under two acts: the Secret Society uh, Act and also the Drug Trafficking Act. 
Oh, including that, huh? including, yeah, including that. that. Okay, yeah, I never so knew that part. Uh, yeah. So there are two. <laughs> okay. There, there are two uh, types of uh, uh, section 55 lah. Right. Uh, or what right. we call the criminal law detention. Okay. Yeah, and uh, most of my friends, you know, depending on the ranks uh-huh. that they 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 got uh, uh, charged for. Right. Right. So if you are hitman, then you know five, seven years and stuff like that mm-hmm. without any uh, date of release. Mm-hmm. And then there are also like members or fighters who are like, you know, three, four years. Right. Yeah, depending on on, on how the situation is. Like. So when you're in there, you really don't know when you're going to be released. Yeah. Yeah. So were you waiting for a time to be released or were you just liking the fact that you're in there again? Oh, no, I didn't I didn't got detained yet. Okay. Ah, okay. Sorry. Let me just rewind. Ah, ah, okay. Ah. So they did a sweep. Under the CLD Correct. and your friends and all that, and and yeah. you got you got also caught up in that. Yeah, so okay. we we already know when who's wanted mm-hmm. because you know like before that they you, they'll call you for an interview, right? And then there's a board mm-hmm. with your name on it, the hierarchy right. and right. stuff like that, lah. So basically, uh, we were the last few to actually uh uh got got. Uh, wanted for it. Okay. Right? So one of my friends went. Right. He went for the interview. Uh-huh. Right. And then uh, he got he got released. Okay. For a while. Right. right? Pending pending a little bit more investigations sure. and stuff. Sure. So he got out and then he told me that you know you are also wanted lah basically. Okay. Yeah. And at that point in time, uh, my ex girlfriend was already uh, about five months pregnant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what I did was upon knowing that, then uh, I have to make a move, lah. Basically, right. So I I went on the run again. You make it when you say make a move, you went on a run. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting to hear the transformation <laughs> happening somehow, but no, you went on a run. Okay. And and what happened? You went on a run, and and then. Take your time, take your time, man. You can have the body to go <laughs> later. Yeah, smells good, bro. <laughs> it does. It is good, man. Mm. It is good. Since we're on that topic, hang ah. on a second. Okay, okay, okay. okay, everybody, I'm doing this mid-flight this time around. Uh, take a look at this, man. Uh, uh, Leroy, get ready to flash that wonderful bit up for Gordon's Vade. Probably the crispiest, fluffiest vade, prawn vades in the land. Thank you, VJ. Love you the bits, dude. This is really, these munchkins are amazing. Make sure you can, you, you order them either online at gardenvade.com or you can WhatsApp 8770-0969. VJ will be happy to serve you. Mm, Gordon's vades. Thanks again, guys. Wonderful. Now you can have him, man. Have it. Have Adam. Okay, let me get back to the story. Yeah. Um, right. So you went on a run. Mm-hmm. Girlfriend five months pregnant, but you went on a run. And what happened? Yeah. Um. So just to lay low, uh-huh. because there's no there's no criminal charges against me. Right. So, so you know I haven't committed any offense, right? Right. Yeah. So that's how it works, lah. Okay. Basically. Right. So until. You know the heat dies down, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Then after that, they will move on to, to something else, another right? gang, okay. yeah, or mm-hmm. something else, right? So yeah, so that's what I did. I laid low while I was laying low. You know, I moved in with my ex girlfriend back mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. who was actually who is actually my ex wife, lah. Basically, we eventually got married, lah. Okay, yeah, and uh, you know w- what I did 
then was like uh, apart from finding a proper job mm-hmm. right because uh, we will need CPF and Medisave mm-hmm. and things like that for the baby right right so decided to uh, work lah basically okay yeah um, so yeah. this is the first time you actually went for legitimate work yeah how yeah. old are you then uh, about 21 okay 20, 21 yeah okay and then uh, I landed a job Uh, as a towel boy first, a towel boy. Yeah, at where California Fitness? <laughs> the one in town, the one in Orchard Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. okay, yeah. And uh, I also have a membership uh, in a gym. Okay. Well. okay, in California. No, in Fitness First. Oh, Fitness First. Yeah, okay. because they weren't hiring. Right. So I was a member. They weren't hiring. So they like some of the you know I made friends with some of the instructors, right. you know, and personal trainers. They say you know you can try California, mm-hmm. uh, low barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. You know, for for someone like me who's still raw, you know, still okay. trying to speak English. You know, okay. and still trying to speak English. Yeah. Man, your English is perfectly fine to me. Over the years, lah, basically. What well, you mean back like, then? Really? Back then, I didn't have any education, right? Zero. Uh, I only have N levels. So you left school after N levels? No, I did not finish school. So I finished my N levels in prison. So I, ah. I was sent to Kaki Bukit Prison School. Right. That was my last uh, stint. Right. Yeah. Okay. Completed my N levels there, lah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, still trying to learn how to actually talk to people. Okay. You know, because uh, it's a different world, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's where I I started as a towel boy, mm-hmm. and then uh, move on to become a membership consultant. Mm. You know, do cold call. You know, sell membership, con people basically. <laughs> <laughs> The look on your face is priceless. Uh, I hated that job. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then. Uh, While doing that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I was taking my uh, personal trainer certification. Wow. Okay. Mm, at the same time, at the same time, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then once I got my PT certification, then an opportunity opened up where Fitness First was opening a new branch, mm. right, in Cathay at that point in time. So uh, I applied for the job. Right. And then because I don't have experience, right? Mm. So they let me become a fitness instructor. Basically, uh, my uniform is different mm-hmm. uh, from other fitness professional. I just wear a red t-shirt, okay, mm-hmm. with the word with the words uh, free to help behind. Oh. Yeah, so my job is to just uh, clean the machine, you right, know, right. and then help the members if they need help okay okay etc so that's how i actually uh, first started lah in the fitness world in the fitness, fitness industry world. yeah yeah mm. in the in the fitness industry so so to speak lah okay yeah 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 and then what happened after that and uh and then i got moved up to fitness instructor whereby i can start taking clients and okay. then doing well that must have been quite something for you huh yeah 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 you well, i'm pretty sure you were probably over the moon when you when you had that opportunity i was i remember you know not wanting to take off uh my pt vest wow you know uh we have a uniform okay but when we are actually coaching mm-hmm. or you know with a client we have this vest yeah, yeah. nike vest that you put on that says personal trainer it's like, an, it's like an armor of honor yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to me i was like wow okay. wow, wow. that's even, nice i even uh, you know like, like I, i i didn't change you know yeah. like i go home with my uniform 
you know. The uh, pride, huh? Yeah, yeah, I had a So lot during of pride. this period, man, I mean, when you started as a tower boy, became a membership consultant, hated that job, went on to becoming a, you know, the person that would be the backup for the trader, right? Sort of. Yeah. yeah? And then after that, you got, became a certified, full-on, hired as a PT, yeah. right? Um, personal trainer. Had you had any thoughts in your mind about the dark side of life that you've been leading? Uh, yeah. Yeah, actually. Was it still on your mind? Were you still thinking, pre-meditating? Yes. You know? Yeah. You were? Yeah, it was still fresh, basically. Okay. Yeah, so it's like a transition, right? Mm. Actually, it was like a identity crisis also. You felt that you were having a crisis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, one is that, you know, I grew up with, you know, gangs, right? Mm. Loyalty and stuff Part like of that. life, became a part of life, yeah. basically. And lifestyle. Then, yeah, the way that you behave, your demeanor will be different and mm. stuff. And then at work, you know, you should be behaving in a certain way, yeah. you know. And it's customer service at the end of the day. You yes, know, you yeah. have to take a lot of shit from people. Yeah. Right? yeah. And your colleagues and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, I was a bit raw back then, you know. Got okay. into a little bit of arguments with my colleagues. Disagreements because you know? of office politics sometimes come into play. Yeah, things like that. Yeah. You know, hot-headed, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. like talking back to managers. Right. And stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so, I wasn't the best of employees to have <laughs> la, back then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, and then we got that. You got that vest on. You became a PT. Yeah, still trying to get used to a new kind of life. Yeah, did you make a decision there and then that you're gonna get into this, you know, whiter side of life, mm. if I may put it that way. Yeah, um, not so much yet. Not mm-hmm. so much yet. Uh, my daughter was already born mm-hmm. back then, so I was busy uh, with. Uh, Looking after her as well because right. it's my shift, you know. When 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 my ex-wife was on maternity, you know, uh, I go to work. She she took care of her uh, of our daughter in the day. Mm. And I, I will take care of her at night, mm-hmm. right? So and then uh, moving house as well. Just got a house, right? Right. So just got a home, uh, and then busy with work as well. So I didn't have much time to think about it yet. I right. was just focused on it yet. Right. Uh, on 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 the family. Okay. And then uh, when things settled down a little bit, right? Then I saw the potential of you know making a bit of money from uh, doing personal training, lah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay. Even though it's not much, right? But to me, it's like wow, legitimate money. You know, yeah. you you start to have like credit cards and stuff like that. Right. You know these things. You know come into your life. You yeah. Know? And it was the prime uh, motivator, lah. Okay. Basically, okay. Uh, material stuff, lah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I wasn't really wanting to actually excel in my job. It's mm-hmm. just about making money okay. at that point in time. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that was one, and then after that, uh, after about two years, two mm-hmm. years later, mm-hmm. uh, I got divorced. Okay. Yeah, and then moved out. Mm-hmm. And also, I changed uh, uh, jobs. Basically, I mean, like, I I was still in personal training, but I mm-hmm. went on to to a different company. Yeah, I wanted to do like uh, to to a company where I can actually work part time, right. and then at the same time also do my own uh, freelance thing, lah. 
Okay. Yeah. What kind of freelance thing? Uh, personal training as well. Okay. Because okay. the company okay. <laughs> doesn't take a cut. I take 100%, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And then slowly, I, 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 I shifted into uh, venturing out by myself. Lah. And doing full-time freelancing uh, for personal training. Yes. Okay. And from there, then I know that, you know, I have to survive, mm. right? Mm. Because there's no company to back me up. Mm. You know, I have to find my own clients through referrals and stuff like that. So I started to pay a bit more attention to what I'm doing. Okay. Trying to actually learn a little bit more. Okay. Uh, be a little bit more, uh, take a little bit more initiative lah in okay. my growth. Okay. Right. So that's where I started do, uh, doing courses, reading more books mm-hmm. on, on fitness and then the things that I want to specialize in, which was kettlebell back then. Okay. Okay. So the story about kettlebell is that I'm one of the pioneer coaches that actually taught uh, kettlebell, kettlebell in Singapore. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, those things are monstrous, man. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, I became quite good at it, uh-huh. uh, both at using it and also teaching it, lah. Right. Yeah. How yeah. I did that was, uh, I I I uh, coached uh, a group of foreign workers, mostly Bangladeshis and Indians. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, from construction sites. Right? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, cause kettlebells back then nobody know what the hell is this thing, right? Uh-huh. So it was banned from commercial gyms. Really? Yeah. What the yeah. hell? Really? Yeah. And and that was one of the reasons why I actually uh, got warning letters lah for using kettlebells in, in the gyms. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's everywhere in every damn gym now, man. Now, right? Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. I have the laugh, la- last laugh now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, good for you, man. <laughs> I mean, every time I go to the gym, yeah. fucking kettlebells are everywhere, man. Yeah. So don't worry about it. You're yeah. good, man. You're good. <laughs> okay, so so you got certification, more and more certified. Yeah. And then you were training Bangladeshis. Well, freaking amazing, okay? Yeah. And, and what happened? And then... <clears throat> uh, I started to assist, you know, because mm. of the growth of kettlebells. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, people people want to actually learn more from it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, more about it. So they started to call for uh, instructors, you know, mm-hmm. to come in to actually teach lah. Yeah. And they call one of the uh, kettlebell gurus lah from the states lah. Okay. Uh, Steve Cotter, who who happens to be my teacher as well. Okay. So I was uh, the assistant. Okay. To him. Right. Uh, in that course. Right. And that was where I met your nephew. <laughs> Shout out to Irving Hansen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he actually played uh, an important role in wow, my growth. Wow. Well. I'm yeah. glad. Shout out to him. Right. I, uh, and that's where I, he, he wanted, um, he asked me, you know, if I want to join his team. Lah. Okay. Yeah, because he already have a gym. Lah. Yeah, the pit. And, mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. Before that, it was Profit Institute, before okay. the pit. Okay. okay, so you know, talk to him. Um, solid guy, nice guy. You know, he understand. You know, like he doesn't judge me mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, very big heart, lah. Yeah. So that's where I uh, started to actually uh, be part of his team, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he set up uh, after profit closed down, and he set up pit. Mm-hmm. So we set up uh, the pit from scratch, mm-hmm. right? And then from there. You know, I decided to actually uh, part ways with him to mm-hmm. actually 
uh, open up your own my own lah wow so dude from child prison to yeah. towel boy to gym owner yeah oh man fuck me give me a <laughs> high man. thank you thank fucking you. hell yeah and it was a hard decision lah It's called a strength yard, right? No, no, it's uh, Strength Avenue. Strength Avenue. I'm so yeah. sorry. No I'm problem. So sorry. No strength problem. Avenue. Can we, we always, have the picture up, please, Leroy? We always have uh, that confusion. <laughs> yeah, I always get the confusion. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Can we put that picture up? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Right, man. Wow, dude. Okay. Dude. Yeah. You know, you 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 said something. Uh, uh, you put. I saw a post, uh, and it's pretty remarkable. He said this, um, and and it, it stirred something in me. So I, that's the reason why I have it on my laptop. Okay. If you can't show up to the gym, put in the work where the environment allows you to be in control of what you'll be doing, and adjustable to how you're feeling on that particular day, there is no way you're going to show up and be ready to be to face what life is going to be throwing at you out there. Yeah, well, I gotta say, I, I put it there for a reason, man, because uh, you were, you were basically saying that what you do in the gym is akin to life. Yeah, it prepares you for prepares you for what the hell life is going to be throwing at you. Yeah. So at that stage, when you went freelance, you became the kettlebell guy, mm-hmm. and uh, having a, had the last laugh, <laughs> and then joining my joining Irving, yeah. right? And then getting your own gym eventually. Throughout this entire journey, man, anything from your past ever came back to you? It did, lah. Every now and then, mm-hmm. especially when one of like actually quite a fair bit, but mm-hmm. I think uh, one from the top of my head mm-hmm. would be uh, dealing with landlords, basically. Right. Okay. To convince them that I'm a legitimate business owner, lah. Right. Basically, right. And uh-huh. agents as well. You know, right. when they meet up with me, you know, initially to to look at their space and stuff like that. Right. You know, uh, you know, there's always that hesitation and also that suspicion. Right. You know whether you know I'm going to run a legitimate business. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And it didn't happen once or twice, lah. It happened most of the time, lah. Uh, so it's the stereotype, huh? Yeah. How do you deal with that, man? Ah, uh, man. Uh, sometimes there's no fighting it, right? Once you know someone's made up your uh, their mind about you, mm. right? And then especially in a in a situation whereby you know you do did they won't be able to have the opportunity to actually interact much with you, right? Because like let's say just viewing one or twice, you know, I let it be, you know, until someone who Actually, either trust me enough or desperate enough, you know, to actually have me as the attendant, right? Right. Uh, I decide to, you know, do business with me. Then, you know, I have to prove to them that, you know, uh, that you're legit. Yeah, that they were right lah about me. Okay. Right. Yeah. Do you still face that today after so long? Uh, now for the past few years, don't have because you know I've signed my lease. You know my <laughs> lease for the for the last. No, no, few not years. just not just for not just for for for. Rental properties ah. and stuff for your business. Oh, I mean, general, in general, you, in general. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, bro. Of course. Uh, like, I'm banned uh, from uh, entering Australia. You are. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh, that happened. Ah, How yeah. did Australia get into the picture, it's man? It's another story also, lah. <laughs> right? Oh, gosh. Okay. So, basically about kettlebells, right? Yeah. So, you know, I became good at it. Uh, you know, became quite competent in coaching it. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I'm. I was invited to actually guest coach in Australia. Right. Help set up a kettlebell sport team in okay. one of the gyms. Blah blah okay. blah. So spent about a year there, uh-huh. right, in Melbourne. You know, uh, back and forth. Then after that, you know, uh, went home, and then decided to visit uh, Brisbane. Okay. You know, I I I was telling my wife, you know, oh, we live in Melbourne for for a while, but you know, we've never visited the Sunshine Coast, lah. Yeah. So yeah. we want to go. So we went for holiday there, lah. Yeah. Nice we place. Wanted, yeah, mm-hmm. we wanted to go. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't know, lah, nice or not, because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because at the upon reaching the airport, right? Uh huh. Brisbane so, airport. Brisbane yeah. airport. Uh-huh. So I was stopped uh, at the carousel, lah. Okay. And then uh, interrogated. And then denied entry, right? And uh-huh. sent to cuffed up, um, and then sent to the detention center lah for me to actually wait to be deported. Why? Uh, they didn't give a reason. Yeah, but they went through my phone and everything, so I'm sure they 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 have their reasons. Ah, uh, that fella have his reasons. Uh, only one officer. Oh yeah. my! Yeah, that's yeah. weird, man. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. So now you know that you are completely banned from Australia. Yeah, it's like uh, it's a three-year ban, okay, which already passed, mm-hmm. okay. But now, if I want to apply mm-hmm. for a visa, mm-hmm. I cannot apply under the the usual embassy the usual and visa. Yeah, yeah. So I have to like a special visa, right? Whereby you know you have it will take months. Mm. I think I don't know. Uh, Oh you know my. Bruce, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like Bruce, like that, lah. Oh, oh, that one I didn't know. Hey, Bruce Matthew, you <laughs> tell me about that. Okay. <laughs> so, so the, the the type of uh, visa whereby you would need police clearance and stuff like that, and mm. it's not necessarily you will actually get it, lah. Right. So I'm just uh, fuck that's it, Australia, la. right? Ah, yeah. fuck it, lah. You're yeah. not missing anything. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> things like that, lah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Not missing much. There are other parts of the world that will welcome you. Yep. Um. Your commitment, man. I mean, that's the reason why. Okay, let me just go back again. You, the, the reason why I asked about um, whether or not you're f- still facing stereotypes today, and back then, even you know, for your business, people look at you and stuff, and then think twice, three times whether or not they ought to do business with you because they don't know whether it's legitimate or not. Yeah. Then what's the yellow ribbon project for? Is it just for people looking for ex-offenders looking for work, or is it? How about for ex-offenders who are really doing great, like you, mm-hmm. coming out, being entrepreneurial, start your own thing? Does it help people like that, like you, for instance? You mean the yellow or, ribbon? Project? Yeah. Am I or I or am I being completely ignorant about this? Mm, I think there are two opinions about it. Okay. You know, one is from people who don't get help from them. Right. And then there are people who actually uh, get support, a little bit of support from mm-hmm. them, lah. Basically, mm-hmm. but uh, to be honest, it's also a non-profit organization. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's just under the uh, Yellow Ribbon Project Singapore, lah. Mm-hmm. Basically, right? Mm-hmm. Organization, mm-hmm. and they're doing their best. Mm-hmm. But as any anything that has to do with uh, with they have money. Right, 
any any organizations that has linked to the government they have money on okay right but the problem with it is that there's a lot of red tape lah mm. yeah bureaucracy yeah, yeah so bureaucracy right. bullshit and stuff mm. like that lah so even though the people on the ground you know they have a good heart you know they, their heart is at the right place yeah but in the end they will be sucked into the system as well so intentions are always good for sure yeah yeah i mean no one is denying that yeah but the implementation is something else correct okay yeah so then what's all this about when they say we are each other's second chances mm. you're, you're climbing mountains now man mm-hmm. so i'm talking to a guy who Wow, I'm really hearing stories today, man. You, this is such an eye-opener for me, i got to tell you. Uh, a guy who came from a good family, from a good background, and who decided to, you know, seek validation elsewhere, and, and, and elsewhere wasn't a very good decision, uh, it was, you know, and, and causing harm to people and stuff. Served time, came out, started as a towel boy. I think deep down inside, there was a seed for you somehow, correct me if I'm wrong, to get somewhere right. Mm-hmm. And then, went through that rite of passage, you know, going through all the regular bullshit that practically all, most people do and when in a working life, right? Yeah. To the point where you became a specialist in a trade and to a point where you started a business through that trade. Mm-hmm. And then now, this guy, this guy, Andin Kadir, is a mountaineer. I mean, for fuck's sake, I've never had a mountaineer in my studio before. Now I've got a real mountaineer in my studio. So I need to ask you, we are each other's second chances and you've been climbing mountains mm-hmm. for purposes, yeah, for reasons. Yeah, You believe in those reasons. I strongly believe so. That's why I dare to actually put it out there and at the same time go through the risk lah because yeah. why mountaineering is 50-50 you know yeah I know dude yeah, yeah exactly man the risks yeah. are stupendous but yeah. why okay because one is because mountain uh, because it's there no <laughs> lah <laughs> okay. so I, I'm an aspiring mountaineer I wouldn't put myself as uh, a mountaineer lah right yeah but you've uh, climbed places man I mean I, I look did, at your did. pictures and the places you've gone I did uh, but there are more accomplished mountaineers lah which I also quite paise lah to actually call myself mountaineer but yeah uh Why I decide to do it is actually for a cause. I don't have to climb mountains. Yeah, I know. I don't have to. That's why I'm wondering why. I, I really like to know why. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the idea of it came because it's both metaphoric mm-hmm. and also uh, literal, lah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, me and you, we both have our mountains to climb. You know. Yeah. Day to day, you know, you know our 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 uh, progression in yeah. life and stuff like that. Yeah. And also, there's the real mountain. Yeah. So, and I'm also from a fitness background. Mm. You know, I have a lot of uh, like understanding of how the body works and stuff like that. Okay. So why not? I actually put it to a test to something that I can I can actually do mm-hmm. so that it has its benefit not only for me mm-hmm. because to be honest. I think from my background up, let's say to the story where I tell you that I already have a business and I've stopped doing any uh, kind of like uh, you know bullshit, right? Yeah. I think good enough. Really. So no more criminal activities, right? Zero. Yeah. So the cops really don't have to come after you anymore, right? No, no. 
never had to since that last time. No, now they call me for engagements lah. <laughs> to talk to people, to, yeah. to kids at risk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So they they actually talking to you to to do good to help kids at risk. Yeah. Okay. So basically, yeah. I mean, I think I've done good for myself lah. Yeah, right. I don't I have to. Have, do, yeah. I don't have to do anything stupid, lah. Mm-hmm. Right, like climbing mountain. Yeah, that's why I'm asking why. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. So you're saying so, that because to you, you f- you feel that you know, is a is it because it's a message you want to give people, or is it a message for you to validate to yourself nah. that I can do this? Uh, no, it's actually a message to both uh, people who are from the. Ex-offender circle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also for because now I'm working with both, right? From yeah. Like with ex-offenders and also with people who who are actually struggling, like right. in in real life as well, lah. Okay. Right? Um, and who are still finding themselves and stuff like that. Okay. So, and also from people people from the fitness community as well, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so I think I can hit three birds with one stone with. What I'm doing, ah, it's up to their interpretation, right. basically. Do you have a lot of support from these people? Do these people actually watch you, follow you? I'm, I'm you fortunate enough that they do actually. Okay. Uh, because like uh, in 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 one instance is that uh, I had a sponsor uh dropped out at the last minute before I have to actually embark on an expedition. Okay. So I was scrambling for funds, you know. Okay. And I did a uh. It's like a GoFundMe, like a Give Asia, like okay. a crowdfunding thing, Crowdfunding, okay. Crowdfunding mm-hmm. thing, and mm-hmm. yeah, they raised uh, about sixteen thousand dollars for me to go on 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 that trip and the expedition. Yeah, where was that? Yeah, that was in Amadablam, so a mountain that is uh, more technical than Everest is, but much lower. Okay, when you yeah. say more technical, what do you mean by more technical? It means the 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 way that we climb would would be a bit more. Uh, different than how you would climb Everest. So Everest, you know, there's not so much uh, jumaring, repelling required. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, for Amadablam, it's a bit more uh, technical lah because it requires you to have a specific set of skills. So when you climb, climb these mountains, there were are funds actually being raised for these causes, like uh, Yellow Ribbon. Correct. So uh, not Yellow Ribbon. Okay. Actually. Can you tell so, us about these causes? What uh, are they? So I'm, I climb mountains uh, so that I can raise funds for two organizations. Okay. So one uh, being the Muslim Counseling Service. Okay. Okay. Because you know most inmates are Malay. Then I'm not laughing at that. What you said is it's the way you How did I say, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I hear you. Okay, and, I mean, and, and, mm. I mean the the statistics are there, right. and you know I want to prove to them. You know, I love your frankness, man. Yeah. I love your frankness. Yeah. Okay, because I I do engagements in prison, and yeah, like, yeah. there's no bullshit, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, no need to bullshit, about yeah, that. yeah. So I would like to bring the statistics down a bit, lah. Uh, okay, you know? <laughs> and then prove to them that you know that that you guys can actually do it. So what's this know? called? The, the Muslim counseling service. Counseling service, okay. Counseling service, and mm-hmm. then there's also the HCSA. The High Point Community Service also. Uh-huh. So uh, these two uh, organizations deal with ex-offenders, right? right? So right. one, uh, the HCSA, you know, they have other a lot of programs, okay, whereby they empower the 
uh, ex-offenders mm-hmm. to become mentors as well. Mm-hmm. And then the Muslim Counseling Service also uh, give empowerment through making these uh, ex-inmates, right? Uh, Quranic teachers. If right. they are, if they are actually, I, oh, oh, okay. if they are uh, eligible and qualified to okay. be there, yeah. So, and then I, I'm wondering about this because it, earlier in our conversation, you said that you have no regrets about over the things you've done, and then you went into prison because it was an ambition, sort of, yeah, yeah. And then now, at this stage of your life, you want to prevent people from going to prison. With the work with with youth at risk, you want to also help people who came out of prison. Somewhere down that road, there must have been a transformation. Mm-hmm. A light must have hit you mm-hmm. for you to just all of a sudden turn over a new leaf. Mm-hmm. What was that point? There must have been an inflection point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And what was it? My potential. Your potential too. To reach further. So, for example, right? Mm. Your potential. Okay, okay, I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not going to really waste your breath on this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Your potential that you realize that you could actually go far. Yeah. In your life, yeah. make something of yourself. Yeah. And validate your life in a much greater way. Yeah. Because you've at a time when you became a towel boy, mm-hmm. then when you got that vest, I mean, you should have seen that look on your face, man. Yeah. The look you, on your face was priceless. Mm. When you said to me, when you were describing that moment, I felt it wholesale hit me bang on the face. Mm. Was it was it that was it that point that that sense of achievement, that pride you felt? Yeah, yeah. No, am I right? Yes. Or am I wrong? No, no, you are absolutely right. I so that was the point of transformation. I still have that photo of me, you know, like like having that vest and stuff mm. because it's not given straight away. This wasn't easy to get. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now you climb mountains. I'm jumping a little bit. Mm-mm. Pardon me. No yeah? problem. No problem. I'm jumping a little bit. So you decided to climb mountains. Now we know that Andin had this transformation at that point. You climb mountains because now you want to help others, which is great. And then how many mountains since you started to yeah. today have you climbed so far? I would say... About forty peaks. Forty. I, I think yeah, yeah. Holy yeah. shit balls, yeah. dude! Over a length of how much time about have you done forty forty peaks? Eight years. About eight years. Eight years and forty yeah, peaks. Forty peaks, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> it might be, might be lesser. Huh? It might be less. So no, it doesn't matter, man. You can tell yeah. me it's thirty-eight. Doesn't I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's still a lot, yeah. man. In in, in yeah. eight years, but tell me one story. Of these forty peaks that you've climbed, was was there a time? I'm sure there there was mm-hmm. that made that was the freakiest moment in your life. Made you have so much fear. Was there ever one? There was one actually. Okay. Uh, actually, the Amadablam one, mm-hmm. right? Oh, that one, the technical mountain. The, the one, technical yeah, one, yeah. whereby mm. uh, I actually got COVID when I was uh, doing my. Uh, acclimatization rotation. Oh shit! So yeah, I in the mountains and you got COVID. Yeah, so I oh. nearly died lah. Actually, huh? yeah, 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 yeah. What happened, yeah. man? Uh, I got COVID from Singapore. I think I, I like uh, I got it from a friend or something. Okay, then okay. you went. Yeah, yeah. So I went, and then it doesn't, it doesn't 
the viral I know, viral I know. The load, load doesn't, doesn't hit yeah, yeah. three days until about three days later. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. mine hit later. Oh. About about ten days. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then it it <laughs> just so happened you were in the mountain at yeah, the time. It peaked when I was at about five thousand four hundred meters lah at that <gasps> night. Yeah. So like day by day, I I started to actually become worse and worse and worse before right. that lah. So right. I thought it's just me not. Acclimatizing well, okay. Or it's just because of the altitude mm. and stuff. Altitude like that. sickness. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and it's, the air is thinner up there, right? The yeah, thousand four hundred meters. Yeah. So at night, you know, that night I couldn't sleep. You know, I I couldn't uh, do much. Mm-hmm. So I was like trying to fall asleep, and I was always, you know, once I start to lose consciousness right to sleep right mm-hmm. you know you lose the ability to actually control your breathing right that's where you start gasping for air right and then just get woken up get woken up right. so many times that you know uh, up to a point where i was really exhausted mm-hmm. and then i started to feel that i'm sleeping away mm-hmm. you know whereby you have like it's very peaceful suddenly you feel like you are going to sleep right And you know your leg starts to get cold, your hands start to get cold. You know, I mean, a sleeping bag minus 40 sleeping bag, right? And you know things are not right, lah. And then it's like calm. That 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 feeling I had, lah. Right. And then you know, uh, I knew that if I were to sleep that night, I will not wake up. That kind of feeling. Yeah. That that you were like getting going to be out of body already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what I did was, and then I forced myself to actually sit up, work my sherpa up, my mm-hmm. my guide up, mm-hmm. and then uh, radioed base camp. Mm-hmm. You know, tell them how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. and they had to actually, uh, they had me make the call whether I want to wait until tomorrow or come down that night. Right. So I decided to go down that night, like in the middle of the night, about one or two a.m. Okay. Yeah. And then you were flown back. And then I was chopped down yep. uh, to to Kathmandu, okay, to the city to isolate. Right. So I isolated myself, and then uh, did ART. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So how I know I got COVID is because I brought an ART kit with me. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know I had COVID until I reached base camp that night. Mm-hmm. Right. So I tested, and then it was COVID lah. Yeah. So went down, and then after that I waited for. Uh, the the test to turn negative, mm-hmm. and what I did was I took a loan from a friend, and I hired a heli to go back up to the mountain. So you went back up, yeah. Dude, you're not to try again. Huh? You're fucking with me, yeah. And and what happened? You went back up, <laughs> and then obviously your lungs are fucked, right? Yeah, From COVID, right? So yeah. I just wanted to make sure that you know I have to give it my all. You know, I cannot. Oh, fucking insane, man! I say I cannot like not try one more time. I want Dude, to try one more time. I would have, I would have gone fuck this. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people asked me to go home. Like I spoke to three or four doctors, lah. Yeah, of course they would tell you to yeah, go home. They asked me to go, home, but I know my body. I think you know. I know. I and I know that I'm mature enough to to. To call it off when you know I know that you know. Oh, man, my goodness. Okay, this is picture I found on your Facebook uh, with you and a Sherpa. Not that one, Leroy. Uh, the one with the panic. That one. Yeah. Uh okay. This was the last last expedition. Yeah. So what happened here, man? You said panic attack. Yeah. So this one here was okay. The last expedition, uh, I did two, uh-huh. 
two peaks, two six thousand meter mountains. Uh-huh. Okay, it's supposed to be summer, you know. But mm-hmm. as you can see in the picture, mm-hmm. it's a whiteout. Oh, yeah. Okay, whiteout. Yeah. Okay, yeah. which means what? Blizzard. Yeah. So basically, snowing. Yeah. So everything's white. Winds, okay. Yeah, the cloud. So you cannot see anything, and you don't know where you can't you're tell going. whether no, you can't see the peak, you can't see the sky, so you can't tell. Yeah, yeah you can't elevation see. and anything like that. Yeah. So you cannot see your surroundings, lah. Basically, and you know that you're walking on a ridge. So this is actually on a ridge. So you, you don't know you're going to be falling off. Yeah. Because you can't see. Yeah. So it looks like it's all snow, right? Yeah. I mean, it is snow. Yeah. Okay. But beneath that snow, it's fresh snow. So you can actually it can actually give way anytime and open up into a crevasse or yeah. probably into an avalanche and Bro, stuff like that. Oh fuck me. So Jeez. knowing that you are in that situation, right? Yeah. You know, and then with with you being blinded, yeah. you know, it's actually suffocating. Ah, it's yeah. actually claustrophobic. Like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so mm. what happened was, uh, I just couldn't couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it was a real panic attack, man. It was a real panic attack. Yeah. I I had it twice. Okay. Yeah. In on this on this mountain. I don't blame you, man. Should I be shitting bricks up there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what happened was, you know, I this was the second one, I think. Mm. First or second one, I can't remember. But I know there was one more mm-hmm. whereby I took out my helmet and then I start taking off everything on my body because it feels really, really cla- uh, claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah. And I took off my, I I made a mistake of taking out my goggles. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, nearly got snow blinded. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So snow blind. You take off your goggles and and everything's white, and then you get blinded it's by that bright. White. Yeah, because, really, because yeah. of the sun reflection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So right. Wow, we the risk you take, man. So yeah, Ooh. this was the instance where yeah, the Sherpas are really quite something, huh? They are on another level. They. Uh, I don't know. Those are the real mountaineers, yeah. Yeah, they are the real mountaineers, and they are like really. Have a very very good heart, I should say. You mm. know, like when sometimes we say people got good heart and stuff like that. You know, they're good, right? But this one are like really genuine. They are the most genuine, people, the most patient. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I mean, to do what they do, my God. Yeah. There's a picture of you, a lovely picture of you standing on a precipice, uh, and you posted this and you wrote this. You wrote this down. Uh, let me just quote you. One reason why people don't grow is because of their inability to adapt. They've they're tied to the notion that everything needs to be planned and perfectly executed. Although there are merits to that, it is only applicable when the environment is stable. Throw in some disruptions, and the unpreparedness will show, and they eventually crumble. So adaptability is key, especially if you're to lead. Don't seek to manage only during stability. But more importantly, during disruption, you want to elaborate on that. And then there's this picture of you, man, standing on a precipice. <laughs> nice, right? Yeah, man. Nice, nice mm. pic, man. What was this? Where was this? Malaysia only. <laughs> Nearby. Which part of Malaysia? Kedah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like Jurassic Park, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Like Jurassic Park, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, 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 um. That quote that I just read out, the the post you put up, man. What is it? What is it that uh, that you're trying to say here? <clears throat> so basically, the last part first, ah, huh? the last mm, part. Sure, please, please. Because everybody wants to be put in a position of power, 
Yeah. Right. Right. Because the you know like the thing it's easy. Uh, it's nice to to be put up in a pedestal and stuff like that lah. Mm-hmm. Basically, but you know, uh, it's not as easy or as rosy as uh, most people would think lah. Right? right. To be an effective leader. Right. You know, there are people who are in in positions where you know a uh, position of leadership being put there you know because of their merits lah right yep. but not because of their capability to lead okay you know what i mean there's a difference yep. between that lah yeah and like a guy who has five companies and built it to 100 million each then became 500 million but still not eligible for something else mm. that kind of guy lah yeah 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 ah. that kind of guy is a, that kind of guy is something that built someone that built something from scratch lah correct not not put into some place that's already been built for them lah yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i see yeah mm. you're getting where i'm going from with yep. this, right okay <laughs> yeah so If you are put in that position, <laughs> yeah. right, then it's good lah. But you cannot uh-huh. say that you are effective leader lah, right? right? Or you can actually uh, go and lead everybody, mm-hmm. or in any sector, right. or in any situation, right. right? Because you haven't been tested, right? Ah, uh, it's like Lego put for you ready, then mm. because you fit a certain criteria, you are there. Yeah. So good for you lah. Right. It's like being parachuted in because you have a score, your scholar or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, and then without the rights of passage. True. Yeah, yeah. but you know, uh, there are there are also situations whereby, you know, you have to actually have the ability and the 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 mental fortitude and the empathy to actually be able to be effective, right? Uh, and a lot of people think that you know, there's a there's a. Uh, set way of doing stuff which is like rigid right by yeah. the book and stuff like yeah. that but life is not like that yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and for people who are not in a position of leadership also who 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 are actually struggling that message is also for them you know sometimes we just have to fuck it and just do first don't think so much mm. nah I mean you can think of the risk everything right uh, but you cannot expect to go perfectly wow. right wow. because yeah. to me the destination is not really important the process of it is something that will actually uh, uh, benefit you the most yeah. right when you reach the destination for example mountain ah yeah i want to climb mountain yeah. okay i ha- i never think about something yeah right yeah. i always think about who i'm going to meet you know which camp i'm going to visit yeah you know uh what preparations i have to make yeah. right rather than this uh, the thinking about the summit mm. yeah i've been on many peaks right and on many summits right mm-hmm. it's not that great line anyway when you reach <laughs> there really it was a it was a journey right yeah it was the journey that w- made me want to actually do it yeah uh, same like life lah yeah right uh yeah. so now Let's say if I don't become CEO of a company, yeah, it's okay lah, right? Mm-hmm. But if let's say I were to actually take the same path, right, to actually learn, you know, uh, for him to become the CEO, mm-hmm. and I do the same thing, you know, I will learn more from it, and then it will benefit me in a lot more ways than yeah. me just thinking about being the CEO. If right, not, I know I will not be lah, right? Then I will get disappointed, right? Yeah. Okay, love that. Is 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 as good. I, I, he doesn't know this, but I will say this. You know, I I I I I do go to the gym, though I don't look as if I do, but I do. Um, and 
<laughs> no judgment, and it's bro. like what it's like what Irving wrote, you know, and then and and it's in my head, you know. There was one post I remember he wrote, and um, and he said, "Ah, yeah, just shut up and live, lah." <laughs> mm. Correct, correct. Just shut up and live, lah. Yeah, you know, yeah. and he's right, man. Because it is right. Yeah, it annoys us as coaches mm. and as professionals who's been who've been in this industry for a long time, lah, because. Now there are more information, you know. Yep. People start to talk about theories and everything, mm-hmm. you know. Start uh, thinking about uh, the best equipment, the best this, the best that, you know, the best way of doing it. Mm. But you know, they don't have the fight inside them to yeah. actually do it. So yeah. I think you should start with yourself first, you mm-hmm. know, then think about the external factors later, lah. Mm-hmm. Right? Actually, that's more important than you know, mm. thinking about you know what gear to use mm. or you know where to train mm. and stuff like that yeah, yes. yeah, it's a piece some people need to make money so they come up with all kinds of stuff okay. yeah, just one last thing before we we, we I thank you and and we can, we can stop the shoot and stop this episode um, the crime for good that you are involved in right now you, you said it's made its way to Everest mm-hmm. there is can I just ask you, out of curiosity, that picture you posted in that T-shirt, "Climb for Good." Yeah. Uh, not that one, Leroy. Um, the one with the Everest. I think. I just want to ask him. Yeah. Is this? You put it up now. That's the one. Is this Everest you're looking at? No, right. That mountain. Yeah. Is that Everest? Beside Everest, Everest Range. Ah, the yeah. Everest Range. Yeah. So, so you were gonna go for Everest. Yeah. So this picture okay, mm. is taken by a Sherpa. Okay. Yeah. This is a Sherpa that wears that. Oh, that's a Sherpa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was on Everest expedition. Right. Yeah. So there were a few Sherpas who actually were successful in summiting Everest this season. Mm-hmm. They've summited a few times, lah. Mm-hmm. Some for the fifth, some for the sixth time, mm-hmm. and they were wearing. This lah, mm-hmm. yeah. So they send me this photo lah. Basically. Okay. And and why Everest? Ah, uh, okay, okay. So I tell you why ah. It's because it has its commercial value in terms of its name. Right. Right. But for me, I don't have to summit Everest. Okay. Yeah. My goal is to climb as high as I can. Okay. Hopefully, my goal would be to be able to reach any one of the 8,000 meter peaks. Okay. Realistically, that I can afford to go. Okay. Right? Because Everest is $75,000 to $100,000. Oh, wow. Really? Right? Uh. Yeah. So, I'm doing this for a cause, right. to be honest. Right. And if someone or a company would want to give me $100,000 okay. to climb a mountain, okay. right? I would rather that money go to these two beneficiaries lah. Okay. Then for me to actually climb Mount Everest. Right. Because to be honest, Everest has lost its uh, essence. Okay. Right. Uh, too many people have already conquered it. Correct. So it's no longer needed to be conquered because yeah. many people have done it. Yeah. And and then now that I'm into mountaineering, mm. you know, like we hear stories and you know how it's climb and stuff like that. You know, it's lost its essence, lah. Novelty, that novelty. Yes, yes. No more already. Sure. Yeah, but why I put Everest is because it's the the only mountain amongst the other thirteen. There are fourteen 
8,000 meter mountains right. in the world. Right. Uh, but only Everest people know, right? Yeah. So if I were to say Manaslu, Shisha uh, Pangma, Choyu, nobody knows. Nobody knows, right? Yeah. This name. So I just put Everest, lah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. And my goal is to actually uh, be able to be on the summit of any one of the 8,000 meter mountain. Right. Not necessarily Everest. Not necessarily Everest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and the uh, reason why you're doing that, to get up on these 8,000 meter yeah. peaks, uh, of those several that we've got in the world, mm-hmm. uh, and the reason for you doing that is still to push your boundaries. Yes. And to be able to survive the death zone. Right. Okay, what yeah. depth zone? So, anything above a certain altitude, especially in high mountains, right? Right. Uh, 7,006 to 8,000 meters. Yeah. Right? And above, it's called the depth zone. Wow. Whereby once you enter that altitude, your body starts to actually literally die down. Hmm? Yeah. So, your cell starts to actually die. Really? Yeah. So, that's why you cannot spend a lot of time above Uh, probably 8,000 meters. Let's put let let's put 8,000 meters, lah. Yeah. Oh, that's why they have that oxygen mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's because the air is thin, but not that your cells would just. I didn't know about yeah. the cells dying. Yeah. Because there's only uh, 30% of oxygen uh, in 8,000 meters as compared to us at sea level, lah. Mm. Yeah. So what happens to your body is your body literally starts to shut down. So if you hear stories about Uh, people dying or mm-hmm. people starting to hallucinate or jump down mm-hmm. you know uh, it is due to to their body shutting down shutting down yeah and the first thing to go would be your bowel first thing to shut down everything comes out uh, no, it, like it stops functioning because your body starts to tell you that you know you you don't need it anymore oh, you're dying so you hell. don't have to shit or you don't any 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 Last messages you want to send to our listeners and viewers before we say goodbye. Uh, I don't know. Uh, a lot, like actually, but I think uh, I think you know, like I would like to uh-huh. thank everyone, you know, first yeah. and foremost, uh, yeah, uh, for their support because I know that without uh, the support of the people around me, mm-hmm. right, uh, I wouldn't be able to go this far. Mm-hmm. Because my mental is only so much, right? No matter how much I say my mental is strong and stuff like that, right? But the support is actually what is what make me go the extra mile and then wanting to actually keep pushing, right? Right? Uh, no man's an island, so I cannot say I'm self-made. I never believe in the word that uh, every like a man is self-made, lah. Right? It's because of a group of people that actually believe and give hope to that person, you okay. know, to keep driving on, lah. And at the same time, also for those who are uh, struggling or looking for something to to actually uh, push on, right? I would say that you know uh, you don't have to prove your haters wrong, okay? But put that energy into proving to that one person that believed in you that they are right about you, and it will make it. A lot more worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Andin, and you thank God. you for being here on the Chris Hansen conversation. Thank you, Chris. Really, it's been real fantastic chat today. Thank you, really, thank you. Thank you. 
All right, everyone. Uh, that was Andin Kadir, and uh, wishing him all the best on his mountaineering ex- escapades that he he'll be having over the next couple of years, uh, whether he climbs Everest or not. Never mind. We cheer him on. Okay. And there is definitely life out there, no matter what happens. Just chase after life. This is Chris Hansen, shining a light for you through Andin Kadir today. Have a great time, people. Stay safe. I'll see you again soon. Bye bye. Thank you.